When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. October 12, 2012, a couple of days before Halloween, New Yorkers were told to prepare for this day starting the week prior. Hurricane Sandy had formed in the Western Caribbean Sea on October 22nd, and meteorologists feared for the worst for residents nearest to the coast. Kim Joyce, a resident of Staten Island, was one of those told to evacuate her home on the weekend preceding that Monday. Kim resided in the Great Kills section of Staten Island, and for 15 years, she lived in a bungalow right there on the beach. Kim had a boyfriend, but the home was her own. She wasn't alone, however. She lived there with quite a number of cats, nine to be exact. Truthfully, though, she wasn't convinced of the severity of these warnings. Just one year prior, Hurricane Irene had hit the same region. Some of you may remember Governor Chris Christie of nearby New Jersey sternly warning residents to get the hell off the beach. Uh, you know, I saw some of these news feeds that I've been watching upstairs of people sitting on the beach in Asbury Park. Get the hell off the beach in Asbury Park and get out. During Irene, though, Kim's small beach bungalow went unscathed. Sandy would be different, however. It was 3.30 p.m., and Kim admittedly had put off any kind of evacuation plan. The year prior during Irene, officials went door-to-door -door in Kim's section of Great Kells Park, urging everyone to evacuate. This year, they did not. So there were many residents like Kim who stubbornly waited to see just how bad it would get. Kim boarded up most of the windows, packed an overnight bag, and she and her boyfriend Billy got in her car to head to Kim's mother's house further out from the coast. Had Kim and Billy gotten right on the road with her cats and not looked back, she likely could have avoided some degree of the chaos she was about to ensue. Instead, before scooping up all of her cats for the ride to mom's, she slowly surveyed the area one last time wondering if this was nothing more than a repeat of last year's hurricane with little damage to speak of, at least for her area, that was the case. What she then noticed frightened her. The water was quickly getting higher and higher, and the reality that her home and all of her belongings could be washed away started to sink in. She ran inside with Billy and hastily started getting her cats into their crates so she could speed off to safety with them. As she got inside, the water continued to pour down with no mercy. Two more hours would go by and she and Billy still had not left. As she texted her mom to relay just how bad things had gotten, the massive waves would pound her house with water rushing through the bungalow's back wall. The water level of the home would quickly rise 
The front door was unable to open, and most of the windows were boarded, as mentioned. Kim would somehow escape, though, with two of the smaller windows leaving her just enough room to slide through. Billy could not help. Waist deep in water, she maneuvered her body to try to open the front door for Billy so they could leave, but it would not budge. As they continued to communicate through the small open window, Billy handed Kim two of her beloved cats, Cleo and Dylan. The ocean levels were now so high that she would need to swim and hold them above her head. One of the cats, Dylan, would swiftly be knocked out of her arms by the waves and debris would rain upon her, busting open Kim's lip and blackening her eye. In order to survive, although it pained her immensely, she knew she had to let him go. The only place of some solace was a nearby neighbor that she swam to with the remaining cat in hand. The family shouted for her to come in as they waited for the hurricane to pass upstairs. Kim called her mother, alone, scared, and with the awful feeling that her boyfriend, along with her many cats, were dead. Several hours would pass, and firefighters would come to rescue everyone in the home. As police soon arrived, Kim begged for the officers to drive her to her mother's. They did, but on the way there, the one cat she was able to bring to the home, Cleo, would die right there in her arms. Upon her arrival, she would relay the awful news of what she just experienced. Exhausted after the grueling hours fighting for her life, she went to one of the home's beds to get some rest. As Kim drifted to sleep, Billy would incredibly arrive at Kim's mom's house at this time in tears to relay what he believed to be the inevitable news that her daughter had not made it. Billy had somehow survived in the now destroyed home. He told the mom that he had spent hours asking anyone he could find if they saw a woman of her description carrying two cats above her head floating through the storm. Hearing this from the bedroom, Kim thought it was all a dream. It was no dream, though, and when she walked out and saw Billy, she felt a relief like one never felt before. Her home was completely decimated her cats now gone. But Billy and Kim had somehow made it through. In a video with FEMA, Kim would urge viewers to not make the mistake she did and leave when authorities tell you to in any emergency. She relayed that although her home and belongings could be replaced, her pets could not, and she deeply loved her cats and saw them as her babies. In the U.S. alone, Hurricane Sandy would result in 157 human fatalities with many more injuries, as well as animals like Kim's who did not make it. The damages would add up to a gigantic $65 billion, making it the second costliest hurricane at the time, behind only Hurricane Katrina of 2005, which decimated New Orleans, along with other regions. The cost of that damage for Sandy and Second has since been topped, however, by Hurricanes Harvey and Maria of 2017, Hurricane Ida of 2021, and Hurricane Ian of 2022. Katrina remains the worst. 
Hurricanes have happened throughout time, but 9 out of 10 of the most costly hurricanes in the U.S. taking place since 2005 is a troubling fact. What is to blame for this frightening statistic? Many in the scientific community will point to complications from climate change and rising sea levels. No matter the reason, it is imperative to evacuate the area during a natural disaster when asked to. Meteorologists don't always get it right, but they are professionals with many years in the field, so take their word over your own instincts. Have a bag ready to go with all essentials when an emergency hits. Things like flashlights, a cell phone charger, change of clothes, blanket, towel, a pocket knife, snacks, water, photo ID, cash, and credit cards. Plan with your family how to handle the situation when a disaster occurs. If you want to be even more prepared and have the means, buy a generator and do it before it's too late and everyone is rushing to get one. Many homes, including the one I lived in myself, Ian Scotto, narrator and writer of this piece, were without power for days and weeks from Hurricane Sandy's aftermath. The wild is not always deep in the woods, surrounded by bears and lions like many of our episodes. Sometimes your own cozy home in the suburbs, far from any usual danger, turns out to be in the wild. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting installment of In the Wild. To hear more captivating stories of real-life survival, hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Stay prepared because you never know when you may find yourself in the wild.